Hey, it's Mother Funny Time with Andy and Angie. Two cousins, eight kids, one grandkid, two states. And a whole lot of fun. Woo! Welcome back, Mother Funny Tribe. We're so happy to be with you today. It's Andy and Angie, your friends, your mother friends who are here to have another conversation with you. How are you doing, Angie? Hey, you guys. I'm doing good. I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm feeling healthy. I can breathe. (laughs) I'm feeling strong. (laughs) She's got a little more oxygen going on in her lungs. Um, But before we start, we um, got some of our information in on, you know, because we just launched this podcast a couple months ago. And we just want to give a shout out to Missoula, Montana. Shout out. That's. Um, I think our highest percentage of listeners are in Missoula. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Missoula. We hope you're doing amazing. And Canada. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> and Canada. <laughs> our Canadian friends. Our Missouli. Missouli. Do you, is it Missoulian? Our Missoulian tribe. Our Missoulian tribe, we're thankful for you. So thank you for listening. Um, But today's episode, we're going to talk about cell phones and social media and our children. So it's a topic. I think it's important. Why do you think it's important? Well, it's interesting because we are a non-controversial podcast. Like we don't ever want to be controversial or say things that are too controversial, but then we're just going to take on a super controversial topic. Like, let's just take this on. (laughs) Let's do it. Social media and cell phones. Moms are very opinionated about it. It's many, many moms are talking about it, whether you have a kindergartner or an eighth grader. It's something that lots of moms are talking about. We just want to say there's no shame because we've done podcasts about how we're not here to shame you. And a lot of moms are shamed or there is shame when it comes to cell phones or social media. Um, We want you to do what's best for your family and what's best for your child. And again, we're not experts. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) We are not psychologists. I think people think we're experts, but we're not. (laughs) Maybe we just think. (laughs) No, we're not experts, but we know that this topic is something that gets brought up a lot, especially I would say once your kids hit, um, you know, the tween years, I know it becomes a big discussion in everyone's household with kids, especially if they're at school and it's like, hey, can I have this? Can I have a phone? Can I have this app? Can I have this app? Can I have this app? And, you know, it's all still kind of new, you know, in the whole timeline of the world, <laughs> this is a newer thing that we're having to deal with as humans and moms. So I think it's great to have a discussion and just to um, kind of learn from one another, see what we each do, and hopefully we can encourage everyone through it and that nobody would feel shamed, but uplifted. That's what we want to do. And before I move on, you're gonna you need to find us on social media on Mother Funny Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> And Facebook. (laughs) And tell a friend. Twitter, we've got them all. (laughs) Tell a friend. (laughs) Tell a friend. Share it. Get everybody's smartphones. That's what we're saying. Everybody's smartphones from your toddler (laughs) to your teen. Just follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
So Andy just jumped to the bad advice. The bad advice was to give toddlers (laughs) smartphones. That's it. (laughs) You stole my bad advice. (laughs) That was your bad advice. No, I've never seen anything that said give us toddlers a smartphone. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's universally like... Nobody's two-year-old has Instagram. If they do, it's because their mom has curated their account and they're doing their Instagram. But okay, Angie, so your bad advice is what? My bad advice would be that when kids have smartphones, it just can be unlimited time, unlimited amount, wherever they want to watch it or look at it or see it in whatever part of the house or outside. And it's just, oh, well, that's their cell phone. So there's no boundaries on it, right? Like it's, I bought this for my child. It's now my child's smartphone. It's my child's device. And it's, they have unlimited access to it without any boundaries because it's theirs, Oh, got you. Like, like a very, like into privacy. Like this is theirs. They own it, even though they probably don't pay for it, but they own it. And it's their special private phone. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that that would be bad advice because sometimes kids do need boundaries or direction or even education about it or parents it would be good for them to kind of teach their kids and work with their kids and show them this. these are the benefits of a smartphone, but these are also the dangers. This could be a potential danger and to work and teach their kid, not necessarily how to use a smartphone, because let's face it, our kids are way more techie than any of us are. <laughs> We're usually asking our kids. We might ask our toddlers, like, how does mommy use Zoom? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> how does mommy use the TikTok? <laughs> If you're asking your toddler how to use a TikTok, your toddler's a genius right there. That's what that is. Maybe it's thanks to social media. <laughs> so what's your bad advice, Andy? Okay, just just to make this an interesting episode, I'm going to just take the other advice, which is kids don't need cell phones at all and should never have any kind of social media apps that they're dangerous and you can't control them necessarily and they're not good for you, which I mean, all these things, there's partial truths to them, but I would say completely keeping your kids off grid. Until they're 18. I'm just taking, I don't know if you call it the devil's advocate, but I'm just taking the opposite of that. Not letting them have any of it. Keeping them secret. Okay, so no social media till they're 18 and in college. Is that kind of it? Or until they yeah. leave the house. Until they leave the house, right? <laughs> no cell phones, no social media. They have to use a pay phone to call their friends. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, your kid, springtime- their kids are walking around with a pager. <laughs> they tell their friends no joke I think just page me just page me and they're like uh <laughs> they're gonna have to learn all the paging lingo one one four three I love you I don't remember the others one three three I miss it's you. all numbers oh I didn't know that one I forget. Anyway, yes. You know what? I bet you we could start a whole movement to bring pagers back. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it would work. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? 
Why not? And I do know that right now there is a little, there's a trend starting with the, um, I would say, mid-20s to mid-30s, which I only know a handful of people who are doing this, but they're all in that age range, so I'm calling it a thing. In my own world, it's a thing. But where they're going to these very simplified dumb phones, they're not smartphones. They're literally like these little tiny boxes that can text, uh, make calls, and they have a very like primitive GPS built in so you can get direction somewhere. You can't do group text. You can't do email. No social media, no games. It's literally phone, text, and simple GPS. But it's not like the GPS. It has like a map. So you can't even be driving and it tells you where to go. You have to like look at the map, remember the map, and then drive or pull over (laughs) and keep looking at the map. (laughs) Now Thomas Guides are going to make a comeback. (laughs) Yes, Thomas. We're going to bring back Thomas Guides and we're going to bring back. My husband would be thrilled if we brought back Thomas Guides. He loves Thomas Guides for all of these listening who are in your 20s (laughs) they were maps that we had to pull out there were books of maps we had to pull out to get directions they're literally googling thomas guides right now people are googling that what in the heck is a thomas guide (laughs) what is a thomas back in the day we would have had to go to the library to look up what a thomas guide was now everyone's googling it on their smartphones so these new not smartphones can't even Google. They can't do anything. They can call, they can text. Anyway, it's a trend in the world I'm in, in the 20s to early 30s-ish. Well, some, so I'm just throwing that out there. Some parents who have kids of teenagers are getting their kids those phones. They're getting them dumb phones. So that way they have a phone for safety, but yet they don't have all access to social media. So it's like that happy medium of... You have to be able to call or for safety reasons, you need to have a phone, but I don't want you to have unlimited information on social media or access to social media. So it's kind of that in-between thing. So yes, that is probably like you're saying for kids and their kids, those young kids in their 20s, <laughs> those moms. 20s and 30s. Wow. I'm, the babies. I'm so old. I'm so old. But that's also for teenagers too, is those teenagers are using those type of phones too those little they're like these little brick things i don't know have you seen one they're like these little they're not like the flip phones they're not the razors that we used to have they're like a square i don't know i'm gonna have to send a picture because i'd never seen them before and i would have a hard time reading it but you legit can't send a group text if you send a group text it goes to their email that they have to check on their computer I'm surprised you can't do a group text because that's huge. Everybody's involved in a group text. So that's surprising to me that you can't do a group text. Question. You have an A name also. Do you remember back in the day when cell phones were all coming out? How many times did you get like butt dialed? Butt dialed? Yes. When your name starts with an A, you get butt dialed from everybody (laughs) because you're like number one on the contact list. I got butt dialed all the time. Yes. All the time. Even now, From the same people. I still get dialed every now and then, and I just automatically delete it. I don't look at it or anything because it's happened for so many years. But especially the way phones yeah. used to be, all the time, all the time. Yeah, and it, it could be on for like thirteen minutes of just someone not knowing that they've called me, and then they've like left the longest voicemail or whatever. Yeah, this is what we've been through. We've been through the trenches. 
we have lived a hard life and all of you who are not our age have no idea what we've been <laughs> just kidding when we played outside so we hard. we drank from the hose and we survived <laughs> We didn't have smartphones. So that comes up with the first question. What age do you give your kids smartphones and why? Go, Angie. I don't want to say anything controversial. I'm nervous. I don't want to say anything that's offensive to anybody. No, I will say it. Okay. So we were trying to hold off on the smartphone situation and on giving our kids smartphones. So um, there is that whole movement of the wait until eighth grade pledge. I know a lot of people already know about that. I never signed the pledge per se, but I was aware of it enough to say like, okay, I'll wait till Riley's in eighth grade to get her a smartphone. That was kind of my goal without signing the pledge and without really fully committing to it. That was my idea. We did, however, get Riley a phone when it was October. So it was the fall of her seventh grade year. And the main reason was because she was in the Willy Wonka play. And so she was going to school all day long. And then she had to get on a bus and take the bus to the high school. And then we wouldn't even pick her up till like nine o'clock at night. And so she'd be gone all day long, have to get on a bus, end up at the high school. And we just kind of got nervous with all of that. And so Ryan said, hey, I think that she needs a phone. We actually had my old phone because I had to get a new phone back in the summer. Anyway, we had a phone available. She could use it. And so due to her safety and just us feeling comfortable with what her situation was, we ended up giving her the my old cell phone. And um, she didn't have any social media on it, though. It was just like, this is just for you to use in case of an emergency, at school, their phones have to be often in their backpacks. They can't even have them on their desk. They can't be on nothing. So we knew at school it wouldn't be an issue. And then when she comes home now from school, she has to usually just um, plug it in. And that way we know it's like plugged in in the kitchen unless she needs it for school or like you're talking about texting or calling a friend with homework. Because that's part of it. Once they're in middle school, you know, they all do their homework together on the phone, talking and Doing homework is also a social thing. It's a social piece to it. So that's what we've done. So at this point, five kids. Riley's our oldest. She does have a smartphone. And I just fully did not make it to eighth grade. I tried, but I also don't feel too bad (laughs) because I never signed the pledge. I didn't actually commit to it. There is no judgment. Well, so here's the thing with, I think, with that pledge, which I totally, you know, I just learned about it from Angie. And I think... You know, having a group of kids together so that there's like support is great, but everybody has a different story. And like if your kid, if you need your child to have a phone, you know, maybe you're in an instant like your daughter was in a play, but and maybe your kid's doing something where they're gone all day and you need something for their, you know, your safety, their safety, so you can keep in contact with them. I mean, you can track your kids on a phone. If my kids, my kids have a phone and I have Life 360, I always know where my kids are. And they're grown, well, I know where two of my kids are. (laughs) My son who doesn't, who lives in Minneapolis, I don't know where he is. But yeah, like you can see like if they're coming home late, you can track your children. I'm all for tracking your children. And there's also kids who have, you know, they're in blended families. So they're with mom part of the week, dad part of the week. So they need to have their own phones as well. So 
Yeah, I don't know if there should be like, it's hard to say a straight age limit for when a kid should have a phone. Um, I also know that there's like kids safe phones that are made and marketed just for kids to have a phone. It looks like a smartphone. And then there are some apps they can get, but there is no like social media or internet. I mean, there's all kinds of things these days. But also kids can figure out, like kids are really smart (laughs) these days too and can hide all sorts of things and get all sorts of things. So it's not easy to control. I think it's hard in this day and age with kids and screen time. So when do you think your next one's going to get a phone? Well, I still haven't signed the pledge, but for Brooklyn, if we could wait till eighth grade... (laughs) You're going to still try for it. Try for it. I'm going to try. But then it gets to that, oh, well, Riley got a phone in seventh grade. So what about me? Like, I can hear that conversation happening. So definitely not in elementary school or intermediate school for our family. But again, that's one thing that we've really worked with our kids on learning because they'll come home and say, well, so-and-so and so-and-so and so will all have phones or so-and-so and so has these social media accounts or this or that. And yeah. I was like, that's great for them. Our family does something different. And so I really just keep trying to say that phrase to them. That way there's no judgment on that family or I don't ever want to say, well, that family is wrong and they shouldn't be doing that because of this, 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 that. Like, nope, that's what's great for their family. Our family does something different. So that kind of really helps with those conversations. How old were your kids? Because your kids are older, obviously. When when did your kids get smartphones and Okay, so it's I it's so much easier for me in all of this because smartphones didn't come out until my kid like the first Apple came out app which I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> the first Apple phone came out. I'm like, what is this? When my kids um were probably Daisy was probably like 13 or 14 or something. So we none of us had smartphones, but she did have we did give them the little razor flip phones. We gave Daisy one at 10, but at like 10 and 11, one we had moved. And so we gave it to her to keep track, like keep up with her old friends. And two, because then she had started babysitting, maybe 11, 12, you know, just little, little tiny bits where she babysit. And, you know, we want to be able to get in contact with her if she needed it. But those were dumb phones. You know, those were just like talking, texting. And then if you accidentally hit the internet button, it was a whole thing. <laughs> you had to pay like a hundred dollars anyway. And then I think she got her first cell phone, her first smartphone, probably when she was 16. And it was like the iPhone, the colorful ones. You remember when the first colorful ones came out? No. I want to say they were like threes or five. I don't know. It must have been a three. Anyway, she she would know. So my kids were older. They didn't get it until they were, you know, teens. So I didn't, we didn't have the eighth grade pledge because there weren't many people with smartphones in eighth, who had eighth graders. But social media was a whole different ball game um, for us. So our kids had, you know, they were also with smartphones came social media. So that was all brand new to all of us. So we kind of got hit with it all at the same time, you know, when, just past MySpace. Nobody had MySpace. None of my kids. MySpace. <laughs> None of my, I had MySpace. Remember? I had a MySpace for a minute. 
And then I heard that Facebook was the new thing. And I'm like, what is this Facebook? (laughs) So, yeah, but we didn't have smartphones when Facebook started. Okay. At least I didn't. Real funny, quick story about Facebook. So everyone had Facebook and I still didn't have it because I still wasn't sure what my opinion was about social media for me as a person. So I was still trying to figure all that out. And I just didn't have Facebook And all of a sudden, one day, I got a text from my friend Jada, and she goes, I made you a Facebook account. Here's all the information you need. Go on it now. And she literally, (laughs) first, she had to make me um, an email account. So she had to create an email with those logins and that password. Then she created my Facebook account, and then she uploaded a bunch of pictures. Of like our family pictures of me and her together with all those passwords. And it was so funny. And then she just, because Riley was a baby. Riley was about five months old when I got that text. And she was like, I'm tired of not seeing pictures of Riley because we lived in two different cities. But our daughters were like 10 days apart. Oh, my goodness. And so my Facebook account was created by Jada and then I just kind of kept it up I never switched the email I never switched the passwords like Jada if you're listening you can still totally access my Facebook (laughs) (laughs) and that email do you check that email (laughs) I never check it and then one time someone contacted me and I had been invited to a baby shower, but I didn't know it. And they wanted to know if I was going or not. And I just didn't understand. And they go, I sent it to your email. And I was like, oh, not the Facebook email. I never checked that. It was amazing. I'm going to send so many emails to that right now. (laughs) You can. It's going to be amazing. And I'll be like, you didn't get my email? Yeah, you can be offended if I don't email you back because I've never, ever checked it. I mean, I never do. But it's almost like I needed that encouragement just to let, just jump in. Just do it. Join Facebook. And it, I've been on it since. And now you're great at posting pictures. Now that's how you document, right? Like I feel like it's such a good way to document happenings going on and connecting with people. Okay, I'm super late to the game here. We were at my mom's house yesterday. And Ryan was looking through this photo album and I was like amazed with all these pictures and it was huge. It was a really thick photo album. And I said, when did you make this? This is incredible. I guess you could just take your Facebook pictures from the year and then it creates a photo album. Did you know this? It's not even that expensive. I've heard tales. Yes. That's amazing. I don't know why I haven't done this. So guess what? Every year I'm, I'm going to go back now 12 years. <laughs> I never got 12 years. Remember our old statuses from 12 years ago that were like, I am eating nachos. <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> okay. So what what age are you going to let your kids get social media? Or are you? Or what's what do you guys plan to do? Well, there's this idea when it comes to parenting when you need to say yes to some things. If you say no, 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 then that could possibly lead your child to be rebellious eventually. Or as you were talking about your bad advice of never letting your kids have a smartphone or social media or anything until they're out of the house. Well, then all of a sudden they're out of the house and now everything is accessible to them. So it's part of like learning, growing, figuring out how to do things correctly. However... There's so many cons to social media and also with like brain development and social media can cause anxiety and depression. It can cause um, 
kids to really it actually affect them um, with eating disorders, which is super sad. Oh, that was one thing. So yeah, cyberbullying can happen through social yeah. media. There's just it's a really difficult topic. I mean, kids could get exposed to inappropriate behavior. They could end up having too much screen time. So what we chose to do was we said yes at this point, yes to Riley having Be Real. She really wanted Be Real. A bunch of her cousins are on Be Real. So that seemed like the safest, best option for her and for our family. And then she had to show me how to use Be Real. She got it. And then she's like, Mom, this is how you do it. So now I'm on Be Real. Ryan's on Be Real. So that way we're just kind of seeing if she's posting or what she's posting without ever commenting or saying anything negative about it. You know, we don't want to put her down for whatever she's posting because everything she's posted so far has been appropriate and that of what a 13-year-old would post. So that's kind of where we're at. I think we're going to move very slowly when it comes to any other type of social media. At this age, she's in seventh grade. This is good for her for now. And then I think just the continued conversations and prayer and thought and seeing what's best for her. But at this point, I have peace and she's just using the Be Real social media app. Yeah, Be Real is a great one for all of those all those of you who might not know about Be Real. Um, and I know I sound old right now because you probably all do. <laughs> but Be Real is you just at random time, once a day, randomly, it'll say, hey, it's time to post to Be Real. And you take a picture of wherever you're at and whoever your friends are. And only your friends can see it. So it seems like a really safe way. Like, I don't think you can do much sneakiness. You can't side text. You can't message, right? You just, I mean, you can comment on people's be reels, but you can't get into a side conversation. I think the tricky thing when um, your kids have um, social media accounts is there's all these messagings, messages going on and people who, you know, they don't know who can message them and reach out to them and send them pictures and all kinds of things. So yeah, I think Be Real is a pretty safe one to start out with for anybody who wants to dip their toe in social media. The one concern I've heard about Be Real is that your child or yourself or whoever's using it, my mom's on Be Real, is that... <laughs> she is. She is. My mom's on Be Real. She's a good poster. I see her. <laughs> I see you, Aunt Judy. She um, is that okay? The idea is that the child or person is taking a picture of where they're at, at their exact location. And so you just really want to make sure that your child or yourself are only friends with their actual friends. So we told her if people are requesting you, make sure that you know them, you have a friendship with them, they're part of your life because they're going to see your actual location. So if a kid just gets on there and accepts all the friend requests, well, that's where it could become a danger. In the sense of they could have a stranger know their exact location. That's the one concern. But like you're saying, everything else is a pretty innocent app. What about you, though, with older kids? What did you guys decide to do for social media? Okay, so with our kids, again, because it was new, we just had said that they had to be 13 before they could get them. And so... Back in the day, like Daisy was at the age because she's 25, going to be 26. It was, I think it was pretty much just Facebook. Um, and that was easy to monitor as a parent, you know, back then. 
and she had a dumb phone, so she couldn't do much posting. But one time she was at school and she got hacked and I saw it. <laughs> I could text her, which I like. Okay, this is funny, but I like when my kids have their phone on at school because I can text them and be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Remember this. Reminders. It's nice. Anyway, side note, sidebar. But which I think in high schools, they let your kids have your their phones on. Um and then Instagram, I let them, it was 13. And then when Shiloh got a little older, we we waited for her. Like we said the same thing, like 13. We just made a blanket 13 until social media. And then with her, when she first got social media, oh, and I think with my son too, um, I think Daisy was too old at the time, but my son and my daughter, I connected to their accounts or I had access to log into their accounts. So if I could, like, you know how you can have more than one login? So I had my profile plus my kids and I could log in and see what was happening. Um, And then my daughter, so when Shiloh got older, she never, she... (laughs) She actually didn't want a Facebook. She's never gotten a Facebook. She doesn't want one. She has an Instagram and she she does have a controversial one called the Snapchat, which is a whole other thing, um, which is let it's not as easy to monitor. She is, you know, she's going to be 18 this year. So, you know, she's now we've kind of let her free. She's had it for a bit, but um yeah, we kind of, we had restrictions. Like we let our kids look at things, you know, have these things with restriction, you know, with us having full control of, hey, you can have these, but we at any time can say, hey, can I look in your messages? Can I see what you're looking at? You know, those kinds of things. The trouble is um, that kids are really good at making hidden accounts, secret accounts. So you, I think... It's hard to control everything, but I think one of the parenting styles that my husband and I did was we really raised our kids where we didn't hide or keep everything from them that they weren't supposed to have, starting as little ones. So we would put things or, you know, keep things around that they weren't supposed to touch or have, and we would just kind of teach them like, yes, the remote's going to be here, but you can't touch the remote. Or we have this bowl of candy out for the guests, but you can't have the candy unless you ask. And there could be sneaking or whatnot here and there. But our main point was, if you're allowed to touch whatever is in your reach, if we train our kids that everything out of their reach is okay for them to touch, everything in their reach, they can touch, then we feel like once, you know, they get older, they can, they start trying to get things that maybe they shouldn't have. So we kind of tried, I mean, obviously not perfectly, but that was our main goal. So like when the internet came around, we kind of kept that same mindset. Like here's the internet. We cannot control everything that's going to come in, come out and we could try our best, but it gets sneakier and harder. So you guys are going to have to learn to have kind of self-control. It's a lot of teaching of like self-control of what's good for you, what's wrong, you know, what is okay to have, what's dangerous for you. You know, obviously talk about things like predators online and things you have to watch out for and keeping an eye on your kids. But if you hide, we kind of had that feeling again, like if you hide everything, 
then once they can, you know, if once they find out about it, they could go crazy. Kind of what you were saying earlier of like, if you keep everything blocked from them, when they get out of the house, they go kind of crazy. So we felt that about of a lot of things, you know, like, <clears throat> I don't know what a good example besides social media is <laughs> or like candy dishes. But yeah, from the get go, we've our goal has been to teach them that. And I would say, you know, my kids are now 20, um, six, almost 27, 22 and 17, almost 18. And I think they've done pretty well. I've had like one of my children, I won't name came to me and was like, mom, they, this person, (laughs) I'm not going to say the gender, was very sad. They're like, mom, I have something to confess to you. And I'm like, what? And you know, as a mom, you're like, oh no. They're like, I saw something online and I, you know, I'm going worst case. You already know I have some anxiety. I'm like, oh no, they watched some horrible thing. And they were like, mom, there's this video where this guy uses bad language. And I listened to a couple of them. <laughs> it's like you heard bad language. I was like, "Oh, praise God!" Oh no! I'm like, "Okay." I'm all okay, and, she, and they like totally confessed in tears. Mom, I want to be close with you. I want you to know the. And I'm like, "Honey, like it's okay. It's okay. Like, what? How can I walk alongside you in this? Like, I was like, okay, what can I do to help you with this?" problem of watching this video where somebody uses bad language. And my child said, you can you just monitor more like when I'm watching, which is apparent. I felt like, oh, man, I totally dropped the ball like that. I wasn't. And I think this was a YouTube video. And I was like, "Okay, yes, or I can ask you. So there is a lot of level of trust. But again, that trust came because there was a lot of years of watching them and kind of moving in that direction. Plus, again, my kids were older, so I'm not dealing with all the same things that say you guys are with social media now, if that makes sense. I think one of the things that you said, which really resonates with a lot of people, is how you discussed that open communication where Your child did see something or hear something that wasn't appropriate for them, but was able to communicate with you, knowing that you weren't going to get mad, you weren't going to get angry, you weren't going to get upset, you weren't going to jump all over them. How could you watch that? Or how could you listen to them? But that you were calm, you were kind-hearted, you were loving, and you even said, like, how can I help you with that? I think that's part of it, is teaching kids how to utilize social media, and that there's no shame if they accidentally hear something they're not supposed to, or if they accidentally see something. That's just going to happen. Unfortunately, inappropriate material or information is on the internet. Unfortunately, that's on social media. We cannot protect our kids from everything, but it's okay. In this situation, you saw or you heard something. What do you do about it? Don't keep it a secret, bury it inside, you know, have the child feel shame or feel guilt. It's like, no, openly communicate it. Have that open communication with the parent. The parent, obviously, you were being an active listener. You're actively involved in your child's life. They knew you were safe so they could go to you in that situation and discuss it with you. And you took the time to talk them through it. How many times are parents so rushed? And could, you could have just said, oh, it's not a big deal. It's fine. No, you stop what you were doing. You talked with them. You discussed it. That's huge. And part of this conversation about social media 
media is explaining to kids, yes, there are benefits to social media. There are also things that are inappropriate or things that can be wrong. I mean, we can't fully keep our kids from all electronics or from all smartphones or from all type of social media because there is some positives to social media. That's how they connect with their friends. That's how they're also learning to communicate. For us that are 40 plus years old, (laughs) the young women, (laughs) we might communicate differently, but these kids are texting each other and the way they text, they don't use grammar. They don't use spell check. I mean, (laughs) you can't even read half the letters. Yes. So if you've protected your kid from all of that and taught them correct grammar and correct spelling, when they eventually can text someone, they're not even going to be able to read it because even that part is its own type of communication. I mean, kids can even like expand their friend group because it's, oh, I've been in this class with you and then a few of those kids do a group text or they have their own type of way of communicating outside of school. So really, it can help develop social skills, but also even the ability to communicate with their parents. Yeah, and I know like in high school, like Shiloh gets a lot of um, messages through her school, like either from text or like notifications from Canvas or whatever. Like, I think it's hard to even do school this age. All right, well... We've run out of time already because this is such a hot topic right now. Like it's it's obviously not our funniest topic. We don't have a, a lot of funny things to say, but I know that it's such an important, so important of a topic. So, um, but tune in for part two, where we're going to talk more about the positives and negatives of social media. And we're probably going to have some heavier um, topics to discuss. So, you know, just a little parental warning. Obviously, we don't use bad language and we're not going to talk about um, Christmas or Santa Claus. It's not that (laughs) kind of (laughs) hiding from your kids. Angie will be safe with Santa Claus, but we will be, well, we might bring him up. Who knows? (laughs) He comes up in all kinds of our discussions. There's two things I'm thinking about. One is Hot Topic the store. Because you said Hot Topic. <laughs> and I immediately went to the Class store. Class of 2000. Which that was like the forbidden store when I was growing up. Was like It was the devil store. You could get your studded belts to go with your low-rise jeans there. <laughs> How did you know? How did you know? And then you mentioned Santa. An and all I could think about, is there a Santa app? What, what am I missing? What Christmas <laughs> app am I'm I missing? missing? Out. We'll talk about FOMO on the next episode. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. All right. That's all we have time for today. We got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But just remember, you might think you're doing just okay, but we think you're doing really great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great mother funny day. Please like and share our podcast. But please don't tell our moms. Record. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start. It's the magic. Time for the. Magic. I always like grab the microphone when I'm ready to talk. Yeah. Hello. You're like a musician. <laughs> Hello, our listeners. I feel like Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> okay. Don't forget Missoula, Montana. Oh yeah, Missoula. You need to sing Missoula, Montana, Montana. Mother Funny Land. Oh my gosh.
Did you hear Chris? Missoula, Montana, mother funny landa. Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go? Enough sponsors, that's where you go. Okay. Yeah, Missoula. Okay. One, two.